Lord be with you. Grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord. We know the presence of Christ as his word is proclaimed as we find our place at table. And what was true for those travelers to Emmaus on Easter evening is true for us. Christ is with us. And it is a joy to share with you in this time of worship, especially those guests who may be visiting with us. We thank you. You bless us with your presence. And we pray this is a blessed time for us all as we gather for worship and remember especially this day the communion of saints, so great a cloud of witnesses. We see that message before us as we look at our bulletin covers and as we anticipate the word before us. We are grateful, especially this morning, for the leadership of our children and young people by word and by liturgy in this time of prayer. We thank all who have helped make this time of worship possible with the leadership of these generations. As we gather for worship, I hope that you plan on staying following worship for the fellowship luncheon, the fellowship meal that is to take place following this service in the fellowship hall downstairs. We're looking forward to a wonderful time together and much work has gone into this. So I hope to see you as we gather for a meal following this time of worship. Be attentive to other opportunities as they are before us this week, the ladies' study on Tuesday. I also wish to lift before you another study. It is an Advent study, which is to take place beginning next Monday evening, 5.30 in the Uptown Ministry Center. It may sound like it's early for Advent, but really it's not. We anticipate this being a five-week study that will take us into December, but I look forward to sharing in this study the uh, light of the world, a beginner's study to Advent, and that will take place. Let the church office know if you're interested, and I hope you will be interested to begin that next Monday evening. As we gather for worship, I also want to lift before us a mission opportunity in which we shared for the fourth time yesterday afternoon, or yesterday all day, actually, Friday and Saturday. We were a part of the Martinsville Community Care Collaborative, and I want to share with you a letter that we received by, from Kathy Bogaz, who helps coordinate this event with the Liberty University College of Osteopathic Medicine. Again, we, we were part of this event on Friday and Saturday in particular, with much planning throughout the year. Good morning, Martinsville Community Care Collaborative Team. What a great event it was yesterday when the people of Martinsville and surrounding counties were served. By my rough counts, 200 were served in the dental clinic, and 232 were served in medical on Saturday. Patients were lined up in the 31-degree temps on Saturday morning at 5 a.m and continued to come throughout the day, we saw our last patient at 4 p.m. Students from Averett School of Nursing, University of Lynchburg School, and Liberty University College of Osteopathic Medicine, and they were VCU students there as well, as well as their faculty were present and provided excellent care all day long. Piedmont Community Services had two counselors on premises all day as well, and they met with several patients throughout the day, providing excellent help in real time. Flu shots were provided, dental care included screenings, cleanings, extractions, and even some root canals. Local hairstylists made many people happy with their new dues. Some volunteers washed feet and gave out shoes. Clients received lunches and a goodie bag with valuable information on many community resources. Volunteers from all walks of life escorted patients and protected them as they traversed the many aspects of the clinic. Prescriptions were delivered to the patients all day long. The folks in connections stayed till the last patient was served and connected with a provider for their follow-up care. In short, this team of hundreds worked together with one goal, 
excellent service for those in need in the community, and you all performed admirably with energy, kindness, humility, and humor. This collaboration is as amazing as it is encouraging to all involved. Every member of the planning team, as well as those who performed the many services, is integral to their success. Please accept my sincere thanks for your consistent, enthusiastic, and generous time and efforts. Have a wonderful Sunday and get some rest. Again, I want you to know of this. We enter a season of stewardship for these next three weeks. We will see some video material related to worship. You also see, and please be attentive to this information about electronic ways of giving to the ministries of the church as it is before us. Regardless of your level of participation with this healthcare event yesterday, through your gifts, you make this possible. You have worked together to create this space, to host this ministry and many other ministries. So I thank you and you need to know and to celebrate what your giving accomplishes in this community and beyond. And I want to thank you for your giving. And again, I'm excited about the opportunity we have to learn more about the ministries of the church by way of video material that is before us in a time of commitment in two weeks on November the 17th. Another mission opportunity is before us. Meredith Vaughn is local coordinator with Habitat for Humanity. You have a, an, a, an event this coming week, is that correct? So if you'd like to participate in Habitat for Humanity, let Meredith know. There's another opportunity before us as this week approaches. I invite us now to prepare to worship God together.
church. Not right now. <laughs> Welcome. I'd like to ask the kids to come up to their place because we are now going to offer a Coral Troy. It's a real delight to work with these folks. They're small in number today, but warm in their hearts. And I know you're going to enjoy what they have to offer for our worship. I also especially today want to thank Beth Chapman. She is a friend and, and I love her and I'm so thankful for all that she's doing today for me in making this day possible. So let us prepare our hearts for worship. Please stand for the call to worship. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Praise God among the communion of saints. Let the people of God rejoice in their creator. Let them praise the Lord with dance. And celebrate Because the Lord delights in them. And adorns the despairing with welfare. Let all the saints jump for joy. Let them cry out with gladness for their rest. Let high praise of God be in their throats. Word of 
Roach will lead us in our opening prayer. Thank you, Taylor. Please join me in our opening prayer. Almighty God, God we, we thank you for those who have gone on before us, pioneers of faith and ministry, thought, word, and deed. We thank you for their example of living a Christ-like life. Help us to remember when we are running the race of life that all these people stand by us, cheering us on, praying for us, and loving us. Also, Lord, in your compassion, comfort those who are grieving the loss of their saints. Comfort the churches, comfort the pastors, comfort your people. Amen. Taylor, thank you, and we thank all our children for leading us in this time of worship. And it is worship ministries upon which we wish to focus in this first Sunday of our stewardship emphasis. You see the gifts that you offer, what they help make happen for the sake of God and for the sake of his people. We remember First Church for several years now has lived according to the mission statement that we are a place where all are welcome and where all worship. So with this video material before you, we especially want to celebrate and remember the ministries of worship that are so connected to the giving that you offer God for the sake of God and for the sake of his people. And I'll ask Craig to uh, launch that video at this time. Thank you, Craig.
and thank Robert Lewis for putting that video together for us. And just a reminder that though we say this is a kind of a stewardship season, your gifts by way of stewardship help make these ministries happen throughout the year. As you see, these are ministries that have taken place throughout the year, and we are excited about the ministries God entrusts to us. And I thank you for your gifts, especially on this Sunday in which we emphasize all the gifts of worship here. I thank you for your gifts that make these ministries happen. And we'll invite our cantabile and sojourners chorale. Thank you again. Thank you, Jill and Beth, and thank you, Clark. On this All Saints Sunday, we remember those saints who have gone before us this past year. I will share these names following the mention, speaking of each name. Chime will be rung. Our children will assist us as these Saints are named.
candle will be carried into worship, into the sanctuary by a child. And then following the naming of, of Ray Tillery, who is the last upon this list, there will also be the opportunity to remember those whose names are not spoken. So there will be a time of silence as we remember those saints whom we wish to remember silently as a candle is brought in as well. I invite us now to remember these saints. We thank you, Lord, for Jackie Compton. Thank you, Lord, as we remember David Elkins. Thank you, Lord, as we remember Nathan Galbraith. See Grappley. Lord, we remember Mary Frances Hollyfield. Remember to you, Virginia Gravely Hufford. Lord, we remember to you, Neza Jolly.
Lord, we remember Betsy Tuggle Jones. Remember to you, Hubert Huck Kaiser Jr. Jesus, me when you come into your kingdom. Lord, we remember Betty Lilly. Remember Mary Hedigo. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Lord, we remember to you Azil Rourke. Zora Robertson. Remember to you, Ray Tillery Sr. And Lord, we remember to you these saints whom we offer to you in silence. saints, we give you thanks, O Lord, that you continue to work through their faithful lives and witnesses to bless us in your worship and service. In Jesus' name, amen. 
who stand as we sing. Scripture reading. As Lila comes forward, let me offer this prayer for illumination. Lord, bless the reading and hearing of your word, that as we receive this, we may be satisfied 
and find ourselves drawn closer to you. Amen. Today's scripture comes from the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the, the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lada. Well, this is the day in which we remember the communion of saints, the day in which we bear witness to the truth that we are gathered into the story of God's salvation with all God's saints. It is the day in which we remember an assertion central to our affirmations of faith. That assertion, I believe in the communion of saints. It is the day in which we do well faithfully to remember even now we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, the communion of saints. We know at this time God's story of salvation has been passed on to us and we now pass this story on to those who look to us. Whether hangs in the Cloisters Museum in New York, a beautifully carved Romanesque lintel, the post over the doorway of an ancient French church. This work of art holds a beautifully carved Palm Sunday procession, a sculpture wel welcoming everyone into that church. And you can see this is Palm Sunday, everyone is holding a palm branch. At the head of this procession, Jesus rides a donkey, and all around him we see little children waving their branches. These children are followed by a few adults. All are dressed in the Near Eastern dress of the first century, but surprisingly, just behind these adults blending into this procession is another group of adults, but they're not dressed in first century Near Eastern clothing. Instead, this second group is wearing 12th, 12th century European clothing. And we see someone who looks like a shopkeeper, and we see a butcher, a number of women, as well as a bishop and a priest. Well, you and I understand this work of art, don't we? We understand its meaning. Because we know this is what it is like to enter church. To come into church is to take your place in a centuries-long procession of faith. First comes Jesus, and then those who encountered him during his earthly ministry, our ancestors in faith. And then there we are, blending into this holy procession. The gap between these different times is as nothing. Our lives are caught up within a 2,000 or even 4,000 year procession of saints. And as we worship, we know ourselves embraced by this communion of saints, so great a cloud of witnesses. We remember, don't we? We remember especially today, don't we? 
we're not here by ourselves. In fact, I'm convinced, if we listen closely enough, we hear the voices of the saints joined to our voices. I heard not long ago of a particular service of worship held at another church. This service featured a wealth of music, choirs from the community, quartets from neighboring churches, soloists, all sharing in this service of worship. And in addition to these offerings of worship, a special point of pride in the service was the conclusion of the service with a song offered by a young soloist. You see, in this way, the church proclaimed the future full of hope. See how this young person sings now and imagine how he will praise God all the days of his life. So to the front of the sanctuary walked a young boy, perhaps 12 years old, to conclude the service by way of his solo. Anticipation filled the sanctuary as the youth took his place and began to sing. But this hope and excitement soon turned to unease because it was immediately evident to everyone this youth was having difficulty with the song. He was off-key, and everyone knew this. But he continued to sing. Many were embarrassed for him. Some began to clear their throats. Many shuffled their feet, looked away. Others prayed, God, please bring a speedy end to this song. But then the throat clearing stopped. The shuffling of feet no more. And those who had turned their eyes now looked again at the youth. Because it was now evident to everyone the singing which had been so off-key was now as beautifully on-key as could be. No, he had not miraculously found his way on tune. Instead, the youth was no longer singing by himself. He had been carried back on tune by the saints, by others who had already sung, by those who now sang behind him in the choir. These were the saints who had heard a young man struggling to find his way and noticing his trouble. They had begun to sing with him, to join their voices to him, to help him find his way. We believe in the communion of saints. We are surrounded now by so great a cloud of witnesses. And in all of this, God is glorified and you and I are blessed. The movie Big Fish is based on a novel by Daniel Wallace. And Big Fish tells of the relationship between Edward Bloom and his grown son, Will. This is a somewhat strained relationship as Edward Bloom throughout his life has been quite the storyteller. So much so that as Will visits his father in the hospital near the end of his father's life, Will tells his father he does not feel he knows him as it seems all his father has ever done is tell tall tales about his life. 
His father says, Will, I've done nothing but tell you the truth. And as Will's father nears the end of his days, Will begins to realize that in the telling of those tales that appear unbelievable, his father has, in fact, spoken some great truth. It is truth revealed as Edward draws closer to the end of his life. His son sits at his bedside in the hospital. There is one story yet to be told, it discovers, Will discovers. It is the story of his father's final day. As his father awakens from a deep sleep, Will realizes his father now wishes for Will to tell this one final story, but Will says to his father, I don't know that story, Dad. You've never told me that one. But he says, I, I can try, Dad, if you help. Just tell me how it starts. Like this, Edward replies. And Will, with a sense of unease, begins. Okay, it it's morning. And you and I are in the hospital. I'd fallen asleep in the chair. I wake up and I see you and... And it's then Will begins to shape a tall tale in the manner of his father. Because as Will tells the story, you and I now see a nimble Edward sitting up in bed, combing his hair. He says to his son, let's get out of here. Will says, somehow you're different, Dad. You're, you're getting ready to go. And I say, Dad, you're in no condition to... But we see his father throw back the covers. He tells his son, there's a fold-up wheelchair in the bathroom. Wrap a blanket around me. As soon as we get off this floor, we'll be in the clear. Hurry, we don't have much time. In this story, Will tells his father they escape the hospital, make it to Edward's red Chevrolet, conveniently sitting in the parking lot, where Will lifts his dad from the wheelchair, placing him in the passenger seat. I pick you up and you hardly weigh anything. I can't explain it. Will pops the trunk, starts to fold up the wheelchair. His father tells him, leave it, we won't need it. Will and Edward drive from the hospital in the Chevy. The Chevy slaloms through the Sunday morning traffic. Will asks, where are we headed? His father replies, the river. The red Chevrolet carries Will and his father to the river, the same stretch of river where Edward's story once began. As they arrive, they see a great crowd waiting, a crowd of all those wonderful characters of whom Edward had spoken to his son throughout his life. One of these characters, seeing Edward arrive, yells to the rest, he's here. The crowd cheers, the Ashton High School marching band plays. There are smiles and waves from everyone. Will, telling the story he has inherited, says to his father, it's unbelievable. His father replies, the story of my life. At the river, Will gets out of the car, lifts his father from the passenger side. Strangely, he has gotten even lighter. 
Will carries him easily. The crowd parts to let Will and Edward get to the river. As he passes through, Edward shakes some hands, pats some people on the cheek, gives others a good poke in the ribs. Will tells his father. And the strange thing is, there's not a sad face in the crowd. Everyone's just so glad to see you and send you off right. You and I inherit a great story, a story of healing, a story of saving, a story of blessing and affirmation. It is a story in which we are gathered with all God's saints, and there's not a sad face in the crowd. It is a story we pass through and pass on in this time of worship, a story we give to those who follow. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Amen. We stand as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed number 882. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We may be seated as we share in the prayers of the people. And I invite us to share responsibly in this time of prayer as I name various petitions of prayer, concluding each with the words, Lord, in your mercy, inviting the response from you, hear our prayer, and inviting you to name any concern you would like to speak at this time. Let us pray. Lord, we come to you, and at this time we pray for the people of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Hear.
Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. Bishop Lewis, Denise Bates, Ministries of First Church. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. And Lord, we join our voices to those of your saints, those who surround us now, lifting their voices with ours and finding their place at your table. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Christ, our Lord, invites to his table all who love him earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Our prayer of confession is before us. And Dylan Spencer will lead us in this prayer. Thank you, Dylan. Please join with me in our prayer of confession. God of love, we thank you for your patience. You have given us many guides and helpers to inspire us. And have given us the word that one day we shall be as Christ Jesus is. Yet we have been slow to hear, reluctant to learn, and sluggish in our efforts. We repent our lack of faith and love, and ask that the love of Jesus Christ, which so healed and uplifted the saints, may mercifully deal with our sins and empower our renewed. Hear this good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thank you. We prepare to worship God as we receive God's tithes and our offerings and as our ushers will come forward.
Let us pray. Lord, you bless us beyond measure. We are those who pray for our daily bread, and you give us so much more. You give to us these gifts, and you give us opportunity to worship and serve you through the offering of these gifts. Accept them, we pray, to your glory and to the blessing of your children. Amen.
It's Jesus who said, do this in remembrance of me. So we remember and we obey as we prepare ourselves for the Lord's Supper. I'll invite you to follow along as it is posted before us or on page nine in front of your hymnals. The wording of the prayer of great thanksgiving as I offer it will differ slightly because the wording as I offer will be very specific to the celebration of All Saints Sunday. However, your responses will remain the same. You're invited to offer three sung responses, which our choir will lead us in as we come to those responses. Come celebrate as Christ has called us to do. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets. God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and our fathers, God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and to join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection. You gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and to death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, A drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is risen, Christ. 
Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints. And since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Now, with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We conclude with a prayer as found on the bottom of page 11, as it is before us. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others 
In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. receiving the benediction, I will offer the blessing for our fellowship meal. So if you go down there and want to start eating, that is fine. You can let it, the hostess know we have prayed for our meal. So let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for this All Saints Day, for knowing the saints gather with us at table. We thank you for the blessings of this food, for the blessings of your presence with us, and the way you bring us together as your church. In Jesus' name, amen. And we go now in peace, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>